0: Welcome to the Perigo Podcast. This is Jerry Pitney, and today I'm joined by Skylar Bolin, who is a professional basketball player slash graduate of GCT. That's right. Man, it's so good to have you back in Arkansas, man. Nice Thanks to be for here. coming on the podcast.
1: Nice to be here. It's exciting. I've heard a lot about it, and uh, it's nice we finally get to link up and do it.
0: Yeah, I think this is the first time that we have actually sit down for a conversation.
1: It is. It is. But uh, there, there was a time uh, high school had to be. Um, I was following my cousin around. He was in a band, a uh, church band at East Side, I think. And uh, I remember, always remember hearing the name Jared Pickney. And then uh, I remember Tyson, Tyson Davis is my cousin. He was a big fan of Jared Pickney and uh, the Williford Project. <laughs> and so I remember watching you perform. Uh, I can't remember I'm where so it was. I'm so
0: sorry that you had to sit through but that. But it was uh, good times, good <laughs> it was times. It's
1: probably at
0: the powerhouse in Jonesboro. I,
1: that, I, I that's exactly where it That's at. That's exactly where it was
0: at. We played... Uh, we only played for like four or five months, seriously. And then um, we played the powerhouse pretty much every Saturday night. Yeah. What else are you going to do in Northeast Arkansas? This. And, and um, our drummer... Nathan Stone, his parents are from. He graduated from Marmaduke. He was always like, "Okay, he's like, I'm going to make it big," and we're like, "Okay, whatever." Like, of course you are. And he actually like is still playing music today. And like, I think he's with Katy Perry right now. And so, yeah, man, like he plays like he's been Hunter Hayes, all that. And so, but man, I'm so glad uh, to know. If I would have known you had been at a concert, I'd brought you. I have one her Project shirt. In my drawer, I think it's in my underwear drawer. Actually, okay. I would have brought it. I would and have given it. it to you. I would have worn it
1: because I followed a lot of uh, rock bands, Christian rock bands, back in 2004. I think that was the like thing, this. man. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. You've had a very accomplished uh, basketball career. So, obviously, I mentioned that you're a graduate from Green County mm-hmm. Tech. You played there uh, all three years of your high school career. Y'all went to the Arkansas State Tournament. Y'all won the tournament. Mm -hmm. Actually, in 2007, uh, you were the MVP of that tournament. And last I checked, you actually still hold uh, the high school record for three-pointers made. So if I'm wrong on that, whoever you are, if you're listening, just bring us the evidence. We'll correct it, okay? Uh, You then went on to play college ball at Missouri Southern State uh, University where there, I mean, you had a great career, obviously. Mm -hmm. You were uh, MIA, a freshman of the year. You were a defensive player of the year. Uh, you were top 25 in uh, the NCAA in free throw percentage. 21st in the NCAA in assist and 38th in steals so incredible incredible career there that you then go on uh to Allsport germany is that mm-hmm. correct yes, 2011 exactly, exactly. um from there you you're now playing professional ball you went to australia where y'all won a, a national championship you were the mvp of the finals you then went on to denmark won another championship there mm-hmm. and you were the league mvp that year right. then went to denmark did y'all win in denmark
1: in, in Denmark we won, and then from Sweden after that. Okay, yeah. all
0: right. And you were, but you were a finals MVP in uh, yeah. Sweden as well. Yes. yes, yes. Incredible career. I, I would love for you to fill in the gaps for me. Tell me kind of where you came from. I don't even know, like, were you <clears throat> born here? And then, like, how did you get to where you are today?
1: All right. Well, long story, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, born in Parigold actually. Okay. Uh, my, my dad is from Parigold, Uh. went to GCT, my, uh, my grandfather was a, a coach at GCT. I think he coached. Um, I know he won a state championship as a coach in baseball. Mm. Um, coached at Stanford, I think, as well. And then um, Highland. And then uh, he was really a long time at Marmaduke, actually, and was the girls' coach out at Marmaduke. I did not know that. He did. He was uh, he was a, uh, yeah, a long-time coach. I can't remember how many years. And then he actually was the one. He, he retired, didn't have enough of it, and decided uh, BIC – didn't have a girls' program at the time, and he actually went to to BIC and began their girls' program. Wow! I can't remember what year that was, but yeah. So uh, yeah. basketball
0: runs. Basketball the
1: blood. runs in the family. So that's were you sure.
0: like? Do you do you have like some of your earliest memories? Are you at a gym? Are you yeah, dribbling the ball? Absolutely. Okay.
1: I mean, I don't remember this actually, but mom, my mom is also a coach. She coaches volleyball at GCT now, but she used to be a basketball coach, and I think she told me four to five days old. Uh, I was on the sidelines, one of her team camps, I think at Delaplane. Uh, so yeah, I mean, ever you didn't since stand a chance, no, man. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, the good thing is I still love it. So yeah. that's the, that was, that's you were never nice. going to have
0: a chance to be in a rock band like Tyson. I didn't, wasn't nah, in the cards. I didn't
1: follow Tyson's footsteps, unfortunately, but, uh, but yeah, so born in Paragould and was, um, lived in Paragould and, and, Rector until I was about five. And then, uh, we moved to Tennessee. My mom's from West Tennessee. And uh, from uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, I was in West Tennessee, a really small town, Kenton, Tennessee, uh, home of the white squirrels. If you've never seen the a white squirrel, that's not the mascot, but there's actually albino white squirrels in this town. That like, like albino. You see them regularly? Yeah, they're like gray squirrels or brown squirrels or whatever. What is that? It's about? really. It's, I, I'm not sure it's normal. Wow. But, yeah. Anyway, so I was there for uh, for eight years, and then. Uh, dad was coaching over there mom was uh, a PE teacher and, uh, a coach also over there. And, um, going into ninth grade, dad got the job at Green County Tech. Okay. And so so that brought us there, back
0: your, your ninth grade year. Going
1: into my ninth grade year. So he you're got playing junior job. high ball, but yes, he's coaching high school. Exactly. Exactly. So I got one year of coach Greg Ritchie, which was awesome. And then, um, yeah, man, that was the best move. I think our family could have ever done getting back closer to, uh, my, my family here, yeah. uh, my cousins I'm really close to, my aunt and uncle, my grandparents more importantly. Um, so, yeah, that was and awesome.
0: And y'all had a – it seemed to be a pretty stacked team. Like, we had a lot of talent. We had the, my, my
1: group was, was, was very talented. And then the group above me, uh, the class that graduated in 06, um, Josh Turner, Eric Williams, Andrew Ford, just to name a few, um, were were really good, really competitive. Uh, and, man, I can just – those are the – you know, people say you're you're gonna miss high school, this and that. And you know, when you're young, you don't think that's gonna happen. But man, uh, best times of my
0: life. Uh, what was so good about those times? Like when you look back and you say, "Man, best times of my life." Like what images come to your head?
1: Just you know, we were actually a pretty. We didn't get in so much trouble, but mm-hmm. we just there's no there's no stress. You go and. You get killed at basketball practice, and you you know 10 of the guys go to somebody's house, and you just hang out The all biggest
0: decision of the day is what pop tart do exactly. want for breakfast. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, you know, it just was just fun. And then it was just a lot of fun. And and you were winning. We were winning. Like, what were
0: y'all at 10th? Like, did y'all increasingly get yes, better? Yes,
1: exactly. So I, I don't think Tech had been so good. And then um, – Dude, they were
0: not good at all when yeah. I was in high school. So I graduated, obviously, a few years ahead of you. Right. And I was in 01. Okay. Uh If I remember correctly, Tech did not beat us – one time in three years. Right.
1: And so it was, uh, you know, I think the program was down a bit. And then when dad came, uh, there was a lot of talent also. And then my dad works very hard and pushes his players very hard. And um, it was just kind of a great mix. And it all worked out. And my, 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 my freshman year was dad's first year here. They just missed the the state tournament, from what I remember. And then um, sophomore, junior, and senior year, we made it um, all three years and was a steady increase. I think we won. We got beat the first round my sophomore year. I, I'm such bad to remember, but I think we won a game my – my junior year, and then obviously my senior year, we won the state tournament. Uh, but it was just a good group of guys.
0: I mean, uh, y'all to, were so fun to watch. I, it was and a lot of fun. it was a lot of fun to watch. And, and honestly, like at that point, I was still like, not that far removed. And I was so I graduated from Paragould. I would root for Paragould just because right, I knew people still there, yes, like you know, like siblings or whatever younger. Mm-hmm. It's like, but man, like Chris, you didn't get a chance to, I'm guessing, see them whenever he, whenever he was there. But like what I remember about that team. Was like just this like swarming defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did y'all pride yourselves in oh, that? Was absolutely. that like preached by your dad? Like that. What's was, that about? That was the only. thing. How did you get a team to that? Yeah. Like
1: uh, work, and it wasn't easy. You know, I don't know if people remember Reynolds Fieldhouse. Yes. That old gym. I think it's still there. But uh, you know, 100 degree practices, 110 degree practices in the summer on that will make you tough. Either you're gonna do it or you're gonna quit. And we just had a special group. I mean, it's just the most some of the most competitive people I've ever been around in my life. So they, they wanted it. They like wanted they it. They bought in. They, that's they bought in, and that's the difference. I think, like you know, you can't be one foot in, one foot out. Either you're gonna you're gonna buy in and jump in head first, or um, or you're not. And most of those guys just wanted to win. You know, there wasn't many egos, which I think is a that's a, huge. a killer for a team yes. having egos. And guys accepted their roles and. Um, you kind of just enjoy the suffering kind of thing. You learn to, you learn to embrace suffering and then suffering is a strong word, but on the basketball court. Yeah. But when you, when you just accept it and say like, okay, we're going to practice an hour and a half or two hours and it's going to be really crappy. Yeah. But then we get to go home and enjoy, you know, you just enjoy that and you just embrace the whole process and, uh, and you see results. I think is from, from the work, you see the results and that's when you're like, wow, this works.
0: That helps tremendously whenever exactly. you're winning. You have to win. Yeah. When
1: you, when you're working so hard and you, it the, yeah. you're like,
0: destroyed is, again. Is this, this sucks, worth man. it? Yeah. <laughs> is
1: this worth it? Really? Oh, what are we doing? If we're here? gonna lose, let's just not run. Yeah. Let's just take it easy. But it was just, um, yeah, it was just a special group, and I, I can just, I have a group chat with with uh, ten of my guys from cool, from man. my from my grade and the grade above me, and. We had a, a a big get together the other day, and my uh, guys came from Dallas and Fayetteville, and we all met. That's unique. We, we do it every year. We do it every year. There's a group of about ten of us, and we get together every year. We keep in touch. Um, they've flown. A few of them have flown to Europe to see me. And um, you do you know, think
0: it was the? You're talking about your high school group. Yes, high school group. I mean, do we, you think it was the 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 sport itself that and the suffering? For sure. For sure. Because you know, you talk to like soldiers, for example, and this is. Obviously, we're not putting no, this on the it, same of level, not. but of I'm not. just using an example. You talk to soldiers who come back from war because of two things: one, they were on a mission together; they had a, a common shared mission, Absolutely. and then they also suffered together. Mm-hmm. And it brought like they weren't even like they were aiming necessarily mm-hmm. at becoming best friends, but like there's something about that that pulls you closer. And then you have this bond where it's like yes. there's something you and I will always have in common.
1: Absolutely, it's just you know you go through things together, and um, you know one you start to trust. Trust your teammates and trust your friends, and then it's always just been uh, very easy with us. Um, of course, there's fights and there's yeah. disagreements to this day, but it's just it's just a really cool group of guys that we've always stuck together. And for sure, without that basketball and without those crazy summer practices and those trips to Mississippi, and you're in the middle of nowhere sleeping on a, a classroom floor and fighting each other, you know those things just. Later on yes. down the road, you really learn to appreciate those things. 100%. And that's what, you know, I've I I've had a lot of teammates over the past 11 years in Europe, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about how our high schools were and this and that, and I tell them, like, you know, I've had the same group chat with the same group of friends for 15, 20, 15 years, and they're like, what, I don't even talk to any people That's it, dude.
0: Home. It's very unique. It man.
1: is unique, and I, it's a special, it's special, and I, I don't take it for granted. I love these guys, and, um, you know, I think that they feel the same way. It's just really cool. It is.
0: Yeah, so um, I have another memory of you from high school and your basketball years, and I don't know. You, you may be proud of this. You may not be proud of it. I don't know, but I thought it was pretty actually <clears throat> awesome. Probably is, not going to be proud of uh, this. Yeah, it was a break. It was, the way I'm setting it up, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, so sure it's on the basketball this. court. Yeah, okay. Uh, it really was so impressive, y'all's defense. But I remember one time even like you on a breakaway, it had to be against Paragold mm-hmm. or something. I don't even know if the game was close or not, but on a breakaway, you pull up and you shot a three. And yeah. drilled it. Now, first off, is your dad cool with that, or is that a, is that a cool thing, not a cool thing? Is it's that one of
1: those? You better not. You better not. You better not. And it goes in. Okay, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay good. Yeah, good.
0: yeah. It, I just thought it was pretty sweet. I mean, that's how it was. Just how confident you were. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> was your three point shooting. I mean, because it was. I'm telling you, Chris, there was nobody on yeah. the other end. And, I, and I, maybe I'm not remembered it correctly. No, but that's uh, the way I remember it. Like, there was nobody on the side, and you just it, it was such an easy layup, and you just pulled up, shot it, and. In my mind, at the time, I'm like, I can't help. He misses that. Yeah, absolutely. Drained it. I was like, God, that is so good. Yeah. Were you? Tell me about like the. Would you consider yourself to be a pure athlete? No. Okay. (laughs) So, is does is your game like a result of just work, 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 and if so, like, where did that come from?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. And of course, I'm not like some, uh, you know, some story where I didn't ever have a chance and this and that. But, you know, I'm not a very athletic as far. I'm not a very athletic person as far as jumping and this and that. You know, I haven't dunked the ball in four years, probably. I'm a professional basketball player. But, you know, I've always been able to move laterally well, and I've always been semi-fast and everything. So, you know, I would count that as speed, athleticism yeah. as yep. well uh, a little bit, but uh, in the sense of I think when people think athletic, uh, they think jumping and all this stuff. Yep. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. But yeah, I mean, I'm um, of course a bit of it is natural because I've mm-hmm. always been around the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm a guy that if I take three or four days off in a row, I'm a really bad basketball player. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just I try not to take much time off. Um, I always have to work. I always am a guy that. You know, uh, I'll be in the gym before you, and I'll probably stay after you. Um, Has that
0: been as far back as you can remember? Yes,
1: I mean, because I, I, I'm always, I've always known I have to do that if I want to be good. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, my dad used to tell the story. Um, my sophomore year, um, I was five you eleven, know, 130 pounds probably. And my sophomore year, I didn't play a That's ton. Your sophomore year, my sophomore year, I, I was, I, I may be exaggerated, but I wasn't very yeah, big. Yeah. Um, I was always smaller than everybody else, kind of like you know, really skinny, obviously um and I didn't play a ton my my sophomore year I mean mm-hmm. I was uh, we had a good team and the, the guys older than me were, were just better than me and then you know me and dad he was my coach which was not mm-hmm. easy um sat down we had a talk like you know I don't want this I want to play and so from you know I'd always worked hard before but I think during going sophomore to junior year was when I started growing a little bit and then I think I just kind of turned it up and our whole team kind of did the same we all just kind of worked together and worked hard and You know, the extra work started paying off, and I had a really good junior year, and then uh, a good senior year. You know, you just got to continue working.
0: Yes. So tell me about the state championship, and then Mm -hmm. we'll go into college. That was your senior year?
1: That was my – state championship was my senior year. Senior year.
0: What was that like? That was was the best. I mean, those those memories are – Compare that to professional championship.
1: That's tough. That's tough. Uh, That's a great – I've never actually had someone ask me that, and I can't really – Um, you know, I've just, I'm a pretty easy guy. I I get attached really easily to my teammates. And obviously in high school, you're around them for years. And in, in the, in Europe, you know, you're around for one season, but to be honest, every year, every time I've won a championship has always been the best moment of my life type thing. And so I think it's very hard to, to compare, but I mean, I remember winning the state championship and just so emotional. I'm a pretty emotional guy and like emotional thinking about it almost. But it was just, you know, you're with your best friends and you win something. Y'all
0: were expected to win that year,
1: right? We were favorites, I think, going in. I think which But for, you never know. No, that's the thing. Like if you're a favorite, things are probably gonna go against you because the favorites don't normally don't win in my do. opinion, you know. Um but we were we obviously had pressure and we just again I think when you do things the right way and you work, the the end result will show. Oh, man. and then you that know it had to be again, sweet with your oh, it buddies was, it man with mean, your best friends you're man. so There's happy for each other better. you're so happy for your dad absolutely and it was just kind of a a three-year process and each year you you take a step and you take a step and you take a step and then um it worked out we had the state tournament at tech my senior year and that helped I didn't know that yeah so like the you know the quarterfinals to the semifinals yeah. were at tech and then that obviously
0: helps. Was the last game close? The finals?
1: Yes. Uh, no, the finals was not close. We 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 beat Arkadelphia, uh by twenty. Okay. But the uh, the semifinals, we actually played win in the multipurpose, and that was a battle. That was was uh, that a
0: battle all year between y'all? the I, Conference? I remember
1: them being really good. I, I don't remember how bad we beat them the other two times, but I remember the last game was very close up until the 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 end. Um, and then, you know, that's the loudest I've ever heard the multi-purpose. Like, it was, uh, I, I still remember it. I mean, it was, uh, it was, again, super emotional. I remember, I remember for some reason, I was so scared we were going to lose. I was in, I was crying before the game. Yeah. I think my teammates were like, what are you doing? Like, we're, we're. Against we're, win? Against win, yeah. Like, I remember, I looked over, right, so my dad Because a crying. tough team. Yeah, it was just the emotions of, this could be it with your, with your friends forever type thing. And, like, again, I'm a, like weirdly I get attached, you know, my best friends, my best friends, Yeah, 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 for sure. And I remember that. And then to win that was just crazy. And so I think once we won that, we knew nothing was going to stop us against Arkadelphia. And that was, uh, yeah, I mean, what a memory that was down in hot Springs. We won that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's special. I, so did you get moving into college? Like Mm -hmm. you were, you, you were a good player in high school. Like I remember you, like I said, I had Mm -hmm. some memories of you, um, You were definitely one. Yeah, you were a good player. Uh, I wouldn't have thought. At that point, like, you know, we, know, we were talking about a while well ago, Austin Reeves. I didn't know Austin Reeves. I knew Malik Monk. matter of yes. fact, his, his aunt was across the street from me. That's pretty cool. And so, um, <clears throat> he was a guy that early on, I was like, and, and Chris is from EPC, by the way. He graduated with Marcus Monk. Okay, so, there, you go. Um, there you go. Played ball at EPC. I can
1: tell you lots of stories. From <laughs> that's for after <laughs> the podcast. Content. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. right. Uh, so, uh,
0: you know, I looked at Malik in ninth grade, and I was like, that's a professional basketball you player. Knew. Yeah. You knew. Yeah, he's going to be a professional basketball yeah, player. Absolutely. Um, I don't think that, you didn't jump off of me as like, Oh, that's gonna be a professional basketball player. He's a good player. No, let's just say so, like, there's no chance did, that people thought so that. How yeah. did you just did the work ethic just help you increasingly get better as you got older?
1: I think I think Yeah, of course. I mean you grow you grow physically, you grow your skills grow as you work.
0: But so was everybody else. Yeah,
1: ab- no, absolutely. And that's the thing. And I think in order for my story to have been played out as it has it as it has, I think a lot of dominoes have to Fall exactly how they need to fall for that to happen. Um, and I was um, you know, at high school, I, I had I think two scholarship offers. Wow, Missouri um, Southern and Missouri Southern was one, and Bethel College in Tennessee. And okay. I, I lived in I lived in this town. Were for you three expecting
0: years. more than that, or is that like yeah, I mean, not right?
1: No, I mean I, we won the state. I, I signed I signed in October before my senior year. But you know, you play in um, I played in the summer AAU and this and that on a big team, but. Um, I remember by the end of the summer, I had I had uh, some Division One interest, um, but it was always eh, he's not athletic enough. Oh, he's kind of small. Oh, he can't really handle the ball that well. And so I was always looked over as far as the Division One interest. Wow. Um, how, how did
0: that affect you, by the way? Did oh, that it hurts you. It,
1: absolutely, it hurts. You know, like because to this day, it's a. I think it's a. You can call it a problem if you want, but everyone has that Division One dream, right? Uh, which I get it and I respect it. I had the same. I had the same, but um, I'm I'm, a, I'm also a realist, and I understand that I had limitations that, you know, if a coach is watching me or watching a guy that is going up and dunking in warm-ups or in a game, like, you know, I get that. He's going to look more yeah, sexy. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I didn't pass the sexy factor. Right, you know, right. I didn't have that at all. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I just Missouri, – Missouri Southern offered me in the summer of, uh, I think probably in July – and I took a visit, I think, in October, and of I was your, like, after your senior year of my senior year, wow, before my season oh, started. Okay. okay, Um, you know, and that was that was kind of it. I felt comfortable there. Uh, the guy that recruited me did a great job, and uh, I felt comfortable when I went there. And you know, I'd kind of given up on the Division One dream because I didn't think it was going to happen, and that was fine. I was very comfortable um, at my decision, and uh, you know, ended up having a good senior year. Senior year, and maybe if I would have waited. That would have happened, but, again, everything works out and happens for a reason. And so, um, you know, I got to Missouri Southern, and um, they told me, you're going to be a backup your first year. Cool. Loved it. No problem. The the guy that was in front of me ended up, who is a good friend now, um, we had a battle throughout all preseason, and he hated my guts. Uh, and and you know, I hated him, yeah. but we battled. He got injured. So I was thrown into the starting point guard role as a freshman, as an as a 18-year-old kid. And um, never gave it up. Wow! And uh, every again, that worked out perfectly. That gave me the opportunity to start right when I got there to lead a bunch of grown men because we were pretty old at the time. I was eighteen, and we had like 23, 24 year olds. You know, when I'm the point guard, supposed to be leading these guys, and um, you
0: know, I think that really gave me a big boost. And I had a good freshman year. And were you surprised at how well you did, or did you like? <laughs> Cause you know, like you, you never played college ball, no, absolutely. so you don't know what to expect. Oh, again. like was there any part that you were like, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm ready for this next level, or were you kind of like, yeah. No, I, if you give me a chance, yeah. I really feel like I've got more than maybe other people think I have.
1: I'm I'm my biggest critic, and so I always <clears throat> have uh, you call it a chip on your shoulder, or call it whatever. I have a lot of doubts in myself a lot to this day. Um, going into games, I always you know if I don't feel prepared, or if I'm like, Man, did I work hard enough this week? Did I get enough shots up? Um, so I always question. You know, am I good enough? But I think that's what kind of pushes me, yes. to be good enough. Yeah, if that makes sense, yeah, you don't get placement, right? Yeah, no, and I can't, like, even again to this day, going into practice, I know if I don't bring it, I'm not a good enough player to go 85 percent because another guy can maybe do that and be better. But if I go 85 percent, I'm gonna get my butt kicked in practice and for sure in a game. Huh. And so, um, you know, I've always been a guy that if I'm there, I'm going 110 percent because that's the only way that I can be successful. Yeah. Um, and so, I think that's always been something. Like, that's we're not going to out talent anybody. No, but we will. No. I, I can't outwork absolutely. You. And yeah. again, like of course, it, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm only hard work. This because I, I do have you some do talent. Have I have sure some natural ability and stuff. Of course, but, yes. But I think you have to have both. Yeah. In my in my situation, I had to have both. And um, yeah, like that freshman year was. Uh, was uh, very eye opening, and then uh, actually, I I had an opportunity to go to Arkansas State after my freshman year. I didn't know that. Uh, no one really knew that, uh, but I remember being in contact. Um, I think I think um, I think Coach Brady had just gotten there and um, had an opportunity to leave and go there and um, get a scholarship. My second year, I think, was what was going to happen. I was going to be a walk on, but you know, I wanted to be. It was either go be. A, big fish in a little pond or have a chance to be a big fish in a little pond mm-hmm. or come back and go, you know, maybe play, maybe not play, mm-hmm. maybe be recruited over every year. And I chose like, I wanted to be the guy mm-hmm. that I can lead a team. I wanted to play. Uh, I wanted to win, you know, no, nothing in Arkansas state, yes. but they hadn't had that much success. They yep. were middle of the pack sunbelt at that point, I think. Yep. And so that was um, a decision that I made. And again, couldn't have worked out better because by the time my senior year ended, we were a top 10 team in the nation at Missouri Southern. And I was one of the better players in division two that year. So um, again, I made great decisions as far as what I needed to do to set myself up for the future.
0: What do you think helped you get to that place? Uh, Was it, was it just the – we keep going back to the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Was it just the work ethic or was there other things that were beginning to come online, whether it's mentally or yeah. other things that you learned Absolutely. that you're like, you know what, I never noticed that about my game. And actually sure. if I major in here, yes. like I can yeah. accept – like what was it? No,
1: it, it was it was a mix of everything. Confidence obviously was a big thing okay. because I, I had done well and, you know, um, my teammates, you know, I was co- – coach put me – the main thing was the coach believed in me and put me in the the, the role to be, quote, unquote, the man. And so that gave me the confidence, therefore, to, to try to lead the team and, and be good. And uh, coaching them recruited really good players around me. And we had, uh, I mean, my senior year, we had um, five, all five starters ended up playing professional basketball from a Division two. Really, Jeez. really cool. And that's, I'm not even sure, yeah, I don't even think people realize that. Because I, I, it took me a couple of years, but all five of us at one point played professional basketball. Four still do. Wow! So uh, from a Division two, that's I think that's unheard of at at, at, you know at this point. All all five, absolutely all five. Yeah.
0: At what point did uh, professional basketball enter into your mind at Missouri Southern? Like, I guess what were you trying to get a degree in? What did you get a degree in?
1: Um, it's funny. I was all uh, my whole four years. I was going for uh, education. I was going to be a PE
0: teacher and a coach. PE and health. Yep. That's what you grew up in, right? Yes, exactly.
1: So there it was. I was there, and uh, all I had to do was my student teaching. I had to make a decision after my senior year when I got offered this contract do I want to stay finish my degree and um, come you know try to try professional basketball after I stay this this semester and do my um, my internship my student teaching or do I say you know what I'll worry about this later go pursue a dream and um, go from there and I chose the latter I chose to say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the the uh, the student teaching. I'm gonna go play basketball. I can come back later. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was going back and just finishing a few classes. I, I actually just have a general studies degree mm-hmm. from Missouri Southern um, because doing the student teaching was not possible mm-hmm. while I was obviously playing. Um, best decision I ever made mm-hmm. because I had I waited a semester to try to go play professional basketball. It never would have happened. Coming from a Division two. Uh, teams aren't just really jumping at the bit to sign you, especially a six two, six three, very skinny, uh, unathletic, uh, you know, guy. Yeah, they yeah. just you know. Yeah, again, it's not the sexy test, and yeah. a lot of these European teams and coaches they want, they want sexy. Yeah. And uh, I had the opportunity to go uh, from this one coach. I had one offer, and I took it immediately. Wow. And chose to to go to Augsburg, Germany, and it was. And that was what yeah, year? That was um, uh, my first year in Germany. Was 2012,
0: 2013. So were you you were in. Uh, Missouri, Southerns, and Joplin? Yes. So you were there when the tornado hit? Yes. What so year was that?
1: That was 2011. So uh, graduation happened on a Friday, maybe? Or graduate? Uh, it was, we finished school up, and graduation happened on a Friday, I think. And um, I had a girlfriend at the time from uh, from there and decided I was going to stay the weekend. One last weekend, and uh, I think it was May 22nd uh, was when the tornado hit me, and me and my uh, my uh, my girlfriend at the time, were at the movies. And, uh, you know, of course, you live in the South and the Midwest. You always get uh, oh, so it's yeah, a tornado, a tornado, tornado warning, warning or, yeah. or watch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay, it's whatever. It's happened a thousand times. So though. we're at the movies. And then, um, you know, somebody runs in. You know, it's a tornado watch. Uh, tornado warning, actually. You need to get under the seats. Ah, okay. You're you know, confident. we get under the seats, this and that. And then people started getting phone calls. And then they stopped the movie. And people started getting phone calls. They stopped uh, the movie? Yeah, they stopped the movie. That's when you're like, okay, yeah, well. right, right, and you know, we, you hear the rain, okay, hard rain, whatever. This yeah. and that. You hear the wind, whatever, pretty normal. And then people start getting phone calls. Ah, the tornado hit this, the town, and I'm like, okay, probably got some, yeah, roof. yeah, yeah. maybe some roof. lambs down. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then people are like, oh, this place is gone. And like, okay, probably not. But this place is gone. And then, um, from what I remember, we we finally left. I think about 30 minutes later, an hour later, we got to leave. And we drove down, it was about half a mile, and you could just see it. You could just see there was a line where this tornado had hit, and there was a a house that was standing, and then literally across the street for I think it was half a mile, or I think it was half a mile wide, the tornado destroyed, went right through the heart of the city. Jeez. And it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. It was
0: absolutely it killed. A, it killed 162 people 162 from what I remember. 62 people, you
1: know, in the stories you hear, um, there was, uh, the high school graduation, Joplin high school graduation was going on at like three o'clock. They finished high school graduation and all you know everyone went downtown to eat with their families and so the stories you heard from from, from is that what
0: got hit was it downtown?
1: the downtown the whole like it was literally half a mile so it was a huge residential residential areas and it just kind of cut mm. the city in half and so you know Jeez. all these eating places got destroyed and you hear you know extremely sad stories the the hospitals got hit. Um, and moved the hospital, I guess, like an inch off its foundation. I mean, it was like, it was, it's just crazy. Talking and then, about
0: something that makes you feel so small and out of absolutely, control. Absolutely, absolutely. And like, I just remember, you know,
1: they hat. set a triage station up, I think is what they called it up at the gym. And, you know, we helped as much as we could, but it was just, a, that's a very just surreal experience that you missed it. You know, we were half a mile away from it and it just, yeah. It was uh, it was a wild scene, things could have been much different. Absolutely, for you. much yeah.
0: difference for for a lot of people. You were, you said it was your senior year.
1: That was my that was it. That was my last memory of being. That's your Joppa. last. That was it. I was leaving on Sunday, How crazy and then, is that? yeah, it was yeah. It, ha- it happened. Mm-hmm. I was leaving Monday. It happened Sunday.
0: So you leave and you go to Germany. Go to Germany, uh, which, was, which is a lot like probably Paraguay and Japan.
1: Oh, very similar, <laughs> very similar. No, I, I would. What was
0: that adjustment like?
1: I almost didn't make it. Uh, and you can ask my mom and dad is, and I'm not making this up. I was, uh, I, I lived with, um, I knew a guy that I was going to be on the team with. Yeah, I played against him. He was at my conference in college, excuse me. And, um, went, uh, I, I went over to Germany, Augsburg, Germany, which is about an hour north of Munich. Uh, so flew into Munich, hopped right on the Autobahn going, there's no telling how fast to Augsburg, Germany. I'm like, where am I at? Anyways, um, uh, lived with a guy and his wife. Uh, straight out of college, uh, which was fine. It was good. I, I liked that them a lot. Uh, that was just the team was very cheap. I mean, I was making no money, zero. I was making less than a thousand dollars a month. Um, and uh, you know, they were like, "Okay, we're going to put you in a, this apartment, and this is who you're living with." And I didn't really have much. Did these leverage.
0: like families just be like, "Yeah, sure, we'll <laughs> we'll take one of these players"?
1: No, it's no, no, no. So I was no, I was living with a guy from the states. I was living. With, one of my teammates was. Uh, also a rookie, he was coming over with his wife.
0: Okay. Yes, okay. yes,
1: yes. So uh, I knew him. from. Okay. He was from Washburn University yep. in Topeka. Um, and so I lived with them. And it was good. It was fine. But um, two weeks in, I called my mom and dad. And I was like, look, I'm not making it.
0: I'm ready to like, go this is, P, coach PE. And, like, you know. I, yeah,
1: exactly. I'm ready to come home. I can start coaching. And they both said, all right, come home. I can make more than $1,000 a month. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were like, all right, come <coughs> home. They were like, come on. And I didn't expect that. I was thinking to say, you know, no, stick it out there. No, come on. Yeah, well, wait a minute, yeah. And it made me think, like, why do they want me to come home? Uh, but they're like, you know, everything's the same here and it's going to be the same. So you come back, you can start that, but you're missing out on a great opportunity, um, and experience. And in my mind, at the time, this wasn't going to be a profession, this was an opportunity because, again,
0: getting a good experience, yeah, good experience. Yeah. I get to travel you're a little young. bit in
1: Germany, yeah. I got no, no bills, no tied up, nothing tied up back home, and um, so, anyways. Long story short, we uh, go to training camp in uh, Italy like the next week, and I was like, "I'll go to Italy, and after that, we'll see what happens." Went down to Italy and just made got close with the guys, got some, made some better relationships with the coach and my team, and got back from Italy and, and haven't looked back since. It was uh, it changed everything uh, on on basketball wise, lifestyle wise. Like I was able to l- I learned how to live by myself. Um, on my own even though I was living with somebody else but you know I had to cook I had to clean you know and just really like change
0: everything how I look at things and of course the culture was absolutely different uh what's been the biggest like ad- the hardest thing to adjust to
1: <sighs> that's a I'm oh, sorry that's um the hardest thing to adjust to uh, you know the language thing was pretty crazy um because in Germany of course people speak English mm-hmm. but Uh, not everybody, I would say, especially the older, the older generation definitely doesn't. Um, and that was tough, you know, going to a restaurant and not knowing what to order. It's like, come on, man. Like, what, what is this? You know, why, why why isn't this in English? Um, I think that was the big thing. And, uh, yeah, they're just way of life. It's hard to explain unless you actually see it, but, um, especially the basketball, like people think, oh, you're going to play professional basketball. You're going to live the life. You know, I I shared a car. I shared an apartment. you know, the gym we had, we had rubber floors, like, you know, it wasn't some luxurious professional yeah. life, you know, and it was like, it's kind of like, what am I, what am I doing here? Um, and then you understand the whole process of the leagues and the levels. And you say, if I play well here, then I can get here. And if I do this then I can get this. Yeah. And so make what, this. Is that?
0: Uh, that, it, what is that? That, what is the, uh, help me understand the level. Yeah. It, it's, like it, how it's, that works. it's
1: extremely, again, there's a <laughs> lot of layers to it because I try to explain it as like minor league baseball.
0: Yes, okay. Um I can follow that. Yeah.
1: So each country has basketball over there. Like we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just say each each country Germany. We'll, we'll start with Germany. Germany, there's a basket professional basketball league. There's the top league, and then there's a second league, a third league, a fourth league. And
0: um You,
1: you started know, out where in Germany? I started out in the second league. Okay. On the
0: worst team. Okay. On the worst team. Second to like worst. Second level?
1: To, no, no, no. Second best level. Okay, second but level. the worst team on the second best level. Okay. Um, and it's like, um, you know, it's one of these things where if you play well and you win, then maybe a better team sees you and will offer you a contract for the next year.
0: They're in Germany. Yes,
1: they're in yeah. or or wherever. You know, my agent. You're at so your agent Okay. Your, your agent. Your you know, job. if you have if you average fifteen points a game and three or four assists you know your agent will He's send He's constantly your, looking yes, out for exactly. you trying to get you to the exactly. next level because but, there's yeah. different levels you know when you're over there you know you don't go from second league germany to first league spain for instance cuz spain for over there spain is the best league the top level in spain is the best league in germany and then after that you can say the top league in france germany italy are to b to a to b to c right and so each level, it's really hard to explain because each no, country, no. each country basketball is better or worse. Like in Germany, in most countries, soccer is number one, and it's not even close. Yeah, uh, And then basketball would be after that, or um, handball mm-hmm. would be after that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you just, you have to work your way up. And for instance, we'll say second league Germany, I was in double A, single A at the time, very yep. low level. Yep. Um, and then I just had to work my way up again, and I didn't think I would want to do that. But you know, I went from making nine hundred dollars a month to eleven hundred dollars a month. Sure. I was like, okay, I'll play one more year. You know, and yeah. you make a little bit more. You make yeah. a little bit more, and then you know, by year five, I was actually making a, a good salary where yes. I, I felt like I this was live, yeah. this is a career. Yeah, and I just worked my way up since then. And you know, year how long, long can you do it for? Well, I, I so I just so I've been in Germany basically the last five years in the top league in Germany, which was a, a huge step. Uh, I was in Sweden, uh, and then I got seen by a coach, um, and he gave me the opportunity to go to Germany, which was a, a huge step because Germany has a very good, very good league. Um, I've been there basically the last five years with shortstops in Greece and Poland. Um, me and my wife. My wife is from Denmark. Ah, oh, I know. My, my wife is from Denmark. I, la- I met her in twenty fourteen. Um, and we have a kid. And so uh, this year in Germany was really good. Uh, we had the opportunity to go back. Uh, very, very professional team. We were we finished second in the Bundesliga, which is the top league. I couldn't have been a better year. Hmm. Uh, personally, I had a good year. But we decided it was best for our family that we go back to Denmark. And in Denmark, the level is quite a bit lower than Germany. But there's a team, It's again, complicated. There's a, a really good team that plays, um, obviously, in the Danish league, but also in a European competition. So we'll be going back to Denmark, and I signed a two-year deal in Denmark. Uh, so hopefully two more years at least. Uh, I'll be – I just turned 33. Uh, I'll be 35, and, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I can get another year after the two years, but we'll see. we got to take it. At this point, just hope the knees and everything holds up. Yeah? Yeah.
0: So – What's in the cards after after professional basketball? Right. I mean, are you you married a girl from Denmark? I did. Are you a uh, lifelong citizen of Denmark? Y'all want to come back over here? I and mean, what are you? That's a million dollar Oh,
1: of course, these conversations. I mean, this yeah, conversation had that happened. conversation when you are dating, right? No, like, no. I mean, you know, it, it was it, we started dating, and I am like, eh, okay, you know, this is this is fun. She's a great girl, and then it got a bit more serious. And then my mom came over. I was like, you want to meet my mom? She's like, yeah, I'll meet your mom. That's you and then it's a little bit serious, more serious. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, eight years later, we've been married for three years. Uh, we got an awesome, crazy little kid. Mm. Um, and we just bought a house in Denmark. Mm. We decided that's, that's the best option mm. for us uh, for the next two years. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I do think at some point we'll move back over here. Um, she loves it over here. Um, but I love it over there as well. I mm-hmm. was in Denmark for three years. So I've got a lot of friends there um that I consider true actual friends mm-hmm. um so I love it there her family is there they're great mm-hmm. so um yeah we'll see i mean after these 2 or 3 years are up then we'll have to
0: make a decision but
1: um career
0: you know, wise, what do you know if you thought about anything I thought about you a feel young things. man right yeah. like a life ahead of you yeah
1: i mean it's 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 going to be interesting um you know i have always the coaching thing is also is always a possibility there's a couple other things that i've been been thinking about uh but it'll be, uh, you know, I don't really want to try to worry about those things sure. until – because, again, like it's with the with the one foot in, one foot out. You know, totally, I, I'm getting man. a little bit older in professional basketball, but, you know, I think when I start thinking about the future, then that's when things probably go downhill pretty quick. So I try to just be all in yeah. and, uh, you know, keep, keep
0: trying to focus on that. That's fantastic. What do you think are some of the, um, the biggest lessons that you've taken away from your time since you've been out of the States? And yeah. Playing a professional ball. Like what are some of the things you've learned? Just as whether it's about basketball or just being a man. It wife. is. Um just you know obviously you've grown up. Yeah. Like, always, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, you know, I think the coolest thing is just um, you know, I think in Northeast Arkansas, people who never leave Northeast Arkansas maybe sometimes get stuck in one way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has been able to really show me different, you know, people are different. It doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean they're right. This is not
0: the center of the universe. This is yeah.
1: not the center of the universe, and you don't know everything. And right. what you do is not always right. Um, and it's really just opened my eyes to different different ways of thinking, different cultures. You know, um, we don't have to get into it too much, but we can. But like you know, I've had teammates that are um, atheist or agnostic or Muslim, and mm-hmm. everything. You know, and you can get along with these people totally. And I think we um, sometimes, if we're Around people that are different from us, or if we see something on the news that we don't agree with, that we're, we get in kind of to attack mode and go on social media and say, This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But it's just really opened my eyes to yeah. different ways to live and accept everyone as they are. And good people are everywhere, bad right. people are everywhere, but yes. there's really good in, in people all around this world. And I've met unbelievable people that are, again, completely different from me and yes. people that I would never have any business meeting or talking to that have just made me really um conscious about what i say and what i think um and i think that's probably the the coolest thing and my wife is being one of those people is just you know she's taught me to be very open and i think she's helped my family also to try Mm -hmm. to open their minds and everything you know when Mm -hmm. we come over or when they come over we we try to just experience different things and meet Mm -hmm. different people and Mm -hmm. i think for me that's probably the the most important and biggest uh, thing that i've learned
0: yeah that's beautiful i you know it coming to the realization that just because someone believes different than you Absolutely. doesn't mean that they're either an idiot or they're evil. And I think like, that's yes. one of the, the yeah, it's probably just America in general, I think, but in especially in small towns, it's just, yeah. and I don't know if it's fear, Skylar. Like, I don't know if like, people are just afraid of what they don't know. I, I think, and then I like in that fear, yes, you just,
1: exactly. I, I, I think it's a, people, if you don't know, then, then it's, you know, you are scared of it, I think. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, I think everyone should have an open mind.
0: Um, and it's not having everything. confidence in what and you believe com- in. Exactly it's like if right. you don't have, I think some people don't even know why they believe what they believe, and but it's why what they, they do been what they taught. do. But they've been taught, and it's like, and then all of a sudden, like you discredit, you discredit my belief here. You, you discredit grandma, or yes. you discredit you tell my my that's dad's exactly, an idiot, or whatever. Exactly it is. It's just right. like that's exactly right. Like, whoa, 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 like yeah, you know. Yes, you can have confidence in what you believe in, and yeah. and and just also try to understand. I've, yeah. I've told this story before on the podcast, I think, but like whenever I was at ASU, uh, Arkansas State, I was on the debate team for a semester. And okay. Chris Harper, phenomenal debate coach, he's at TCU now. And uh, ASU won like national championship of national championship debate. People don't even know that about. Them. They're a phenomenal debate team. But uh, he, when, I remember one time, told me he was like, "Jared, are you pro life or pro choice?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm pro life." Uh, and he's like, "All right, today you're going to argue for pro choice." And I was like, go. I can't do that. There I can't. You do. Go. He was like, and I'll never forget. He was like, you have no right mm-hmm. to argue against something until you understand. You put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand why they believe yes. what they believe. Because I, I promise you, he's like, it's not just because they're stupid, yeah. or it's not just because what they're like they're evil or exactly. whatever else. But there is a reason There's most a reason. people believe why they believe, That's and it's exactly and it's usually right. deeply in generational, yes. you know, and it's cultural, yes. and it's all kinds of stuff. Yes.
1: And now that's 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 exactly right for sure, but it's just um, you know, uh, that it's it's important to me that 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 my family is able to also experience these things. And I love when they come over because that makes it makes you think. And that's all I think that should happen is just think a little bit about it. Whether you accept it or not, just think about it. 100%. See see how it is. And again, it doesn't mean you're right or they're right but just be open to everything and it doesn't mean you just always have to say you're wrong and this is why and you're this 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 and this like you know it's okay to be different
0: yes it is and it's actually a lot of fun to have friends who don't always believe just Absolutely. like you and line up where you do and so and
1: that's where great conversations and and, and real lessons happen i think is when you're yeah. you're talking with somebody that has a completely different view yeah. and you're able and i think a, a big problem with just not our society but it's it's also in Europe. I'm not going to say Europe is just so open-minded. It's also there. There's big problems there also. But it's just being able to have the conversation without being attacked or feeling attacked. You know, when you have the conversation, you begin to understand things. And um yes. you know, I think that's a problem now is people don't want to have the conversation. They want to say something and not hear the other side. And I think that's a, that's a not the, not a healthy way to live. You Dude, need it's to not. be just be able to listen and understand it.
0: My wife and I have, uh, Muslims, uh, uh, the church that we're part of, we, Mm -hmm. we work with refugees in Mm -hmm. our city and it's a lot different, man, than whenever you've been here. Like, and so a lot of refugees have moved here over the years, but it's it's, it's been great. And, um, as we've gotten to know them, they're honestly like some of the best people Mm -hmm. that we've met, like Mm -hmm. the way they've loved on us, like brought me birthday gifts, things like that. And it's, uh, but whenever, you know, I've spoken with other people at times, and it's it's getting better, I think, because now we've been in this for four years. Mm-hmm. And people are like, okay, but when we first started working with with Muslims, it was a lot of like, hey, I just say, be careful, absolutely, just be careful. Hey, that's and and uh, it's and it's what you're talking, and I know you've probably experienced that kind of stuff But it's like, and it's because <laughs> of the news channel they watch or yes. whatever else. And it's just, it's it's tough, just man. sad, man, because it's like, man, maybe like you should go talk with them, and you should spend time, and you should realize like.
1: I, I can I can <laughs> These people are feeding yeah, on your fears absolutely. like a, on the news on your, channels that's and all exact, that. Yeah. That's a they're big making problem. money off you. <laughs> Man, you know, there was 20 um, let's say 2016, 2017. Um, I think the big Syrian crisis, the Syrian mm-hmm. refugees were were moving into Europe and into the States and um, obviously a very touchy subject uh, for a lot of people back then was, you know, do we do we allow um these refugees in, why are we letting these people in there? And I had, a, um, I was in Jena, Germany, in East Germany, um, and I was able to be a part of a small campaign that our team was was with, and uh, I got to meet some children from, from Syria and I think Iraq and Iran that had no family, they were orphans. And, like, dude, that just killed my soul to see, see you know, and I get it, your own eyes, yeah, yeah, and like, I get that not everyone is good, but most of these people are not yes. bad. And, um, you know, they need help, uh, whether that, I don't know where that's going to come from. But, you know, it was just being a part of this campaign was just so eye-opening. it's really made me think of, of just, you know, there's a lot of people that need help. And I don't care if they're Muslim, if they're Hindu, if they're Christian, you know, you need help. Yes. They need help. And, um, you know, somebody needs to help. And that would just really, like, from then on, I, it really changed me even
0: more. Uh, well, in that yeah. moment, what happened is it went from being a stat Thought these are real people, yeah, and absolutely. that changes you, man. If you have a heart, if you have yeah, any sort of yeah, heart man. at all, these, you literally. They were kids.
1: They yeah. were kids, man, and they they just they were just happy to be not in the middle of a war, and they were in Germany in a in a an adoption center, you know, which they were happy about, probably. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Anyways, but those are that's that whole European thing was definitely uh, that. That's what I've learned the most for sure.
0: Well, that's fantastic, yeah. man. I'd love to end with some rapid fire questions. We do this. Every single uh, episode was just mm-hmm. a list of six questions. And so I'll it. shoot them your way if you're ready for it. Yep. So, all right, number one, uh, what is either the last uh, movie or show you binged or book that you read?
1: I'm reading Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh,
0: yes. Man, that is a classic book. It I've is. I've never read it. I almost got it at the library of the other day.
1: I'm very slow, but it's really good. I'm I'm enjoying reading it right now.
0: Any any takeaway from it? I don't want to put you on the spot because I'm I'm terrible at absorbing books sometimes.
1: It just uh, um, you know talks a lot about just obviously uh, outliers is like uh, how special um, people have become, and it just shows you that there's a lot of um, how can I put this? People are where they are because sometimes because of privilege. Uh, You know, a guy grows up on the west side of town. Maybe has a bit better uh, chance of being successful than the guy that grows up on the east side of town. Not necessarily parallel, but what you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that I've taken uh, taken out of is like you know people are successful. There's reasons why people are successful. You can always break the mold, but there's reasons why the you know this this group of more is more successful than the other group. Mm-hmm. And That's a pretty Malcolm
0: Gladwell's fantastic, and I've heard that's like his best book. It's, 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 it's really so so insightful. Yeah. Very interesting. Very uh, interesting. What's your favorite besides the Willoughby Project? Favorite band?
1: Favorite band, man. I like a lot of. Uh, I'm into pop and country right now. Um, pop is in
0: like what? Like
1: uh, anything that's on 101.7. I love it right now because I don't listen to a lot of radio over yeah. there. Okay. Um, but let's go. Uh, I'm. I like Leon Bridges. Yeah. Okay. I really like Leon yeah, Bridges. Like, I'm getting more into like the slow. That's a mature palette, right? Yeah. Right. Like slow guitar, you know, soul type jazz. Whatever. You're big in music. Jazz. I mean, I, I'm I trying like... to be. Uh, also, I can also say. You gotta listen uh, the Teskey Brothers.
0: The Tesk? How do you Te- spell Teske,
1: that? Teskey, T E S K E Y. It's like it's like. Where are they uh, from? I think they're from Australia, but I think is they that tour. where you found them. No, 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 no. I, I just one of my one of my teammates actually was like, you need to listen to the Teskey Brothers. Similar to Leon what Bridges. Okay. Similar to Leon Bridges, but uh, yeah, guitars like kind of soft. I'm a big fan. That's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm more into the slower, relaxing. You know, I don't really you listen. need that, man. I you do be able to have. I do like the the drive here by myself. What do
0: you listen to before you go in the game?
1: I mix it up. I think I've listened to the same music for like the past ten years. I just have like a podcast, uh, a playlist. Same stuff. So it's like really random. I listen to like Limp Biscuit. Yeah. (laughs) Then I'm okay. Fun fact, and then we continue. I'm going to a music festival, August third. We're back in Denmark, and Limp Biscuit is supposed to be there. Are you serious? Are you going to go to it? That's the plan. Wifey got me tickets, so let's... Keep uh, rolling. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water, I think, was the the big one, right? If yes. broke, don't fix it. That's right.
0: <laughs> oh, man. We should have... If we would have really thought this out, what we would have done to promote this episode is we would have had like a, uh, a Boland, like Boland pregame playlist, mate. Oh, yeah, that's... It's are, really, you a, are you Spotify, iTunes? What do you do? Spotify. Okay. Spotify. But I, I use my wife's. I'll lives. have to find you on I'm there. Cheap uh, to get, I use my wife's. So I have yeah, my own playlist on that's there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a mix of things. And yeah, if you've got a little kid, it's going yeah, to be like I, Disney stuff eventually. Well, People going to be like, what are you listening to, bro? Encanto soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. This guy's like I like an evangelist for that shit, yes, that movie. i,
1: I watched it a hundred times and I still love it. So I'm all in. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. All right. Uh, what is your favorite meal? Let's go favorite meal in the States mm-hmm. and then favorite meal oh, yeah. you've ever seen.
1: Easy, easy. Uh, favorite meal in this. There's two things that I miss while I'm in Europe that I have not found in 11 years over there, it's hibachi and the rice. I don't, I, I, I want to come back. You're talking about like kimono, Kimono, Akira. kimono, kimono okay. or Akira, either one. I want to see them. I want the onion volcano. I want the rice. <laughs> I want the yum yum sauce. I don't find that over there. And then um, cheese dip from the Mexican restaurants. Oh, I, I, there's, I, there's no queso dip over Those there.
0: two, those two things. Is that what you hit up every time you come back? Immediately.
1: And I can honestly, I had, I had Chick-fil-A this time. Three times and I think, 15 hours.
0: You're not getting Chick-fil-A?
1: No. No Chick-fil-A over there.
0: Wow. No Chick-fil-A. Uh, mainly McDonald's. Kathy family needs to expand a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, big time. Uh, mainly McDonald's, Burger King, Subway.
0: Is it different? Or is it, it same quality? Be. No, no,
1: no. It can be. It can be. I mean, depending on, like, each country has small differences. So, but it's also way more expensive. Okay. Yeah.
0: Favorite meal since you've been overseas? Ooh,
1: that's tough. Me and my wife, we try to, like, fine dine Mm-hmm. Whenever we can get a nice, mm-hmm. um, we actually had a really, we uh, went to our first Michelin star restaurant, uh, which was, first of all, insanely expensive, but sure. great experience. Was
0: it great? Gra- uh, unbelievable experience. You can understand why they are Michelin.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, we were, it was really cool. I lived this year in Germany, right outside of Cologne in Bonn, Germany. Uh, so we had dinner, at this really nice Michelin restaurant, looking over the Rhine River, beautiful. And um, it's, it's not my favorite, but it was the coolest. We had cow
0: brain, fried cow brain. Is that weird. your main dish?
1: No, it was uh, it was a star. It was a uh, it was uh, one of Appetizer the starters, things. appetizers. Yeah, it was really weird.
0: What was the texture? Like it was like a
1: just like you would think. <laughs> I mean, it tasted fine. It had like a sauce on it. It tasted fine. But you're right? like,
0: mm, we're so cultured. Yeah, Look at I'm us. like mm, I had cow yeah. brain today. What did that really you pairs well. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah,
1: it pairs well with that wine. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No, that was the most interesting. But I can't say favorite. Let me think here. Um, you know, a good in Germany. We no, I will say in Greece. In Greece, anything the euros in Greece. uh, We lived in there. We lived in a big city in Greece, and like the food there was just. What's amazing in Greece? I'll just say Greek food, like the Greek food, tzatziki, this fresh bread, and it was always cheap, which always helped too. It all feel light and just. No, the the bread, yes, the bread was nice, but I think the Greek cuisine was my favorite so far.
0: Greek cuisine, yes, I like Greek food. It's really good. It's excellent. Uh, What is on your nightstand right now? And you can go back home or. Because I guess nightstand. you probably don't have your own nightstand. No, there. I don't. I don't. <laughs> my nightstand back home will be
1: nothing. Like we had a, a lamp, and I guess the book maybe. What else do you need, man? Yeah. What else? And a cup of water. That's it. Not yeah. your phone. <laughs> Phone's probably my hand. <laughs> Unfortunately, <asleep> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get rid
0: of this. Oh uh, yeah, I, I understand, man. The struggle is real. Uh, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy.
1: Man. Maybe cheesy to say, but when I can go and chill with my grandparents, I know I'm super lucky, and that is my favorite thing to do when I come home. Chill with my grandparents and see uh, mom and dad. Just anything with my family. I'm really tight with my family, man, and that's like, like coming home these four weeks. Unfortunately, three weeks this year. Is by far like that's the that's it, man. That's does it still it.
0: feel like home, or does it feel not so much? It anymore? does, because to be
1: honest, I don't think a lot of things have changed, right. and a, and it's and it's a good thing. Sure. Like you know, Perigold's growing, but like man, coming home and 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 do you go- have a
0: greater cause we talked about? This. I was wondering when you were talking about it a while ago, just obviously there's positives and negatives mm-hmm. to every parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel your appreciation for paragold has grown or not so much? The reason I ask that is because for me growing up here, I actually was not that far. I like paragold. Yeah. I'm ready to get out of here. Oh. I'm never coming back. As I've gotten older, and I've I've traveled, I've been out of the country, mm-hmm. and I've been all over like I appreciate it. I feel like more, it's not necessarily a good thing or bad thing, no, no, all, no. but I'm just curious. No, like, I love are,
1: coming back. I love, it's is home. You know, I tell people like, they ask me where I'm from, I'm from Arkansas in a town that there's nothing, not much there. I said, but dang it, that's home, you yeah. know? And that's like the people here for me, the, you know, there's not anything to go and look at or see, but like mm-hmm. the people that's, that's what matters. And, there's still great people here that I love coming home and seeing all the time. All my friends are here, so
0: you can yeah. always go feed the ducks at Reynolds. I can
1: always go feed the ducks at Reynolds. I can always <laughs> that's always the go-to if you need. Matter of fact, that's a good idea. Take a go get your there. little that's hamburger right. station yes. before you
0: go over there. Maybe some.
1: I am am a big Carlos Tacos guys right now. They're good, aren't they? They're unbelievable. It's right, right out actually the street from my this, house. That and brick oven, I'm just. I miss those places. I just had
0: a couple of my buddies come in from Memphis that are both foodies, and they were like, man, this Carlos Tacos place, that's that's legit. Yeah, we've had it
1: twice this week, and we're going to have it again before we head out for sure.
0: That's good, man. Uh, Thank you, Carlos Tacos, for sponsoring this episode. We'll take a small discount, (laughs) please. Seriously. Last question. What is one thing that you are deeply grateful for right now?
1: Oh, air conditioning.
0: (laughs) Seriously, dude.
1: No, um...
0: Seriously, uh, yeah, that's, like, clearly, that's so for granted. Yeah,
1: um a deeper level would be let's let's just I mean that that my family just supports me in what I do mm-hmm. really like they uh they could easily be like why are you still doing this they can be selfish and come home but they love the fact that I'm I get to experience what 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 I do and. Um, you know, my sister, I think is my biggest fan and she loves the fact she gets to come over and experience different cultures, you know? So I'm super grateful that they like understand, even though I may live in Europe for a while, that they understand the whole process and understand that like, it's a really big opportunity and blessing that we're able to do this and that I'm blessed that they're also able to come and experience it. So I think that would be the the thing I'm super grateful for.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I, I really do mean this. Mm-hmm. Like, you have been, uh, it's been very enjoyable for me to be able to spend time Appreciate with it, you. Man. Um, it's been awesome. You're awesome. a humble, hardworking dude. Um, I'm personally very proud to be able to say that you're from Paragold. Thank you. Not just because of your basketball skills, mm-hmm. that's fantastic, but it's the way you carry yourself, man. Thank and you. I can just even tell the way you think through things. Thank and you. I wish you nothing but the best, man. And I I think the future is, whatever it is, yep. it's yep. going to be very bright for I you. I hope so. so that's yeah, the plan. Man. hopefully we'll be able to have you back on uh, anytime sometime man. you're back in town man <laughs> whenever that is next
1: summer unfortunately you'll be, ca- we'll you'll be, you'll be we'll catching see. us back up on your we'll life see. absolutely no I enjoyed it man again I heard great things about this and about you as well so I enjoyed it really enjoyed it thanks man Yep.
0: and that was Skylar Bolin Chris man your first time with us here on the podcast you did a great job over there pushing record on the oh uh, I don't know what do you call that thing A soundboard, I guess. (laughs) That's a a good name for it. I am an expert on producing. Yeah, how did you like filling in for Robert today?
1: Uh, It was a blast to hear a podcast firsthand, uh, not over my airpods uh but listening to the person talk right in front of me it was it was a blast and what
0: a great person to be here for
1: i could have listened to him tell
0: stories for hours yeah uh i wish i would have talked more about his relationships i think that's so i think i did mention that it's unique that he has these long-term relationships but as i hear him talk we even obviously um we we discuss some more even off air right we were sort of talking about like Just the the relationships he still has with his family and these friends, and and, and he's living all of like literally across the world, you know, from these people and still able to stay so connected. Man, I just think that is fantastic. So, Skylar, thanks so much for coming on. And hey, if you're still listening, thanks for tuning in. Um, If you've not already done so, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, We have a page there. You can give us a like, you can follow us also. Uh, You can check us out. We are on Instagram. And if you have not done this, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That's not just about giving us a pat on the back, Chris. Like, that helps. It feels good, right? But more importantly than that, it just helps people find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people who have come or live right here in Paragould, Arkansas. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.